Thank you for joining us here on the Radio Bible Course. We're talking about fulfilled prophecies as an evidence of the inspiration of the Bible. Since all creation bears testimony of a creator, God, who is the creator, needed to reveal himself. He needed to do that through a written record so that men could be accountable to him. Without some kind of a written record that was reliable from the eternal God, how could men know what God expected of them? And if God is going to judge the world, which he certainly is going to do, then he needs to tell the world what he expects of the men of the world. He has done this through his revelation. He has given us a revelation from the beginning of time so that we could follow through history what God has been doing and finally what God has climaxed with the arrival of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the most important person in the Bible, both in the Old and the New Testaments, as we have been observing in the last couple of days by looking at prophecies about Jesus Christ. We talked about the prophecy in Deuteronomy 18 that a new prophet would be raised up by God and God would put his words in his mouth to speak to the people. Then we read about how the son would be called out of Egypt. And this happened because Joseph and Mary had to flee with the infant child when Herod desired to have him killed. We saw that Isaiah, that great prophet who uttered so many prophecies about the royal reign of the coming Jesus, which had not yet been fulfilled, also predicted the virgin birth of Jesus in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, which reads, Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. That word means God with us. Well, he was born of a virgin. But then Micah the prophet also told us where he would be born and what his origin would be. That led us to Micah chapter 5, verse 2. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the clans of Judah, yet out of you shall he come forth, who is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been of old from everlasting. This tells us that the person who would be born in Bethlehem would be a ruler someday, and his origin is from everlasting. In other words, he is eternal. And this, of course, was talking about Jesus, and it's quoted in the New Testament. Now we come to another prophecy, that of Zechariah. Zechariah prophesied this about 500 years before an event happened. Listen to it. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, daughter of Jerusalem. See, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. An amazing prophecy, which is quoted twice in the New Testament, both in Matthew and in the Gospel of John. We read in the Gospel of John, chapter 12, the next day a great crowd who had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. So they took branches of palm trees and went out to meet him, crying, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, even the King of Israel. 
And Jesus found a young ass and sat upon it, as it is written, quote, Fear not, daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming, sitting on an ass's colt. His disciples did not understand this at first, but when Jesus was glorified, then they remembered that this had been written of him and had been done to him. Of course, it was written of him by Zechariah 500 years earlier. Jesus entering the city as the prophet had prophesied on a donkey. The donkey symbolized humility. He could have come on a white horse as the generals of the army did. But he rode the same kind of an animal that Absalom rode and that Solomon rode after he was anointed king, succeeding King David. Jesus came to bring peace on earth, not war. But men rejected him, and they have war. Now, Zechariah said this one who would come on riding on a donkey would be righteous. In other words, he would meet the divine standard of morality and goodness. He would be the only one in the universe who would have ever kept all the law of God. He alone is righteous. Listen to Zechariah. So, see, your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation. No one else brought salvation. The law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And he is the one who was lifted up like the serpent in the wilderness, so that men would believe in him and find eternal life in him. Yes, he came in humility as the righteous one, bringing salvation, and Zechariah said, gentle. He was so gentle in his life on earth that he attracted everybody, even the vilest sinners. They didn't fear him. They came knowing there was forgiveness in this man who spoke for God, and they found forgiveness. They found life, and they found hope. There were religious people who would not listen to what Jesus said for the Father, and he pronounced judgment upon the, their cities of Chorazin, Bethsaida, and Capernaum. And then he said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy." and my burden is light. Jesus was a gentle person. He fulfilled literally what the prophet Zechariah had said some 500 years earlier. Zechariah also foretold that Jesus would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver. He said that in Zechariah chapter 11, verse 12. It reads, And I said unto them, If you think good... 
Give me my price, and if not, forbear. So they weighed for my price thirty pieces of silver. And we read in Matthew chapter 26, verse 15, that Judas said to them, What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they covenant with him for thirty pieces of silver. Ah, that was the price of the betrayal of Jesus Christ. That Judas would be the one who would betray him was foretold by David in Psalm 41.9. Yes, my own familiar friend in whom I trusted, who did eat of my bread, has lifted up his heel against me. That's Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve who went to the priests to betray Jesus. And Zechariah also foretold some 500 years before the event what would happen to those 30 pieces of silver which were given to Judas. We read in Zechariah 11:13, And the Lord said unto me, Cast it to the potter, a goodly price that I was prized at of them. And I took the 30 pieces of silver and cast them to the potter in the house of the Lord. Well, we read in Matthew chapter 27 that the chief priests took the silver pieces which Judas had thrown into the temple and said, It is not lawful for to put them into the treasury because it is the price of blood. And they took counsel and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. A literal fulfillment of a prophecy uttered 500 years earlier. All this was revealed by God to the prophet Zechariah. But there's much more. David wrote in Psalm 109, beginning with verse 7, writing about Judas, he said, When he shall be judged, let him be condemned, and let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few, and let another take his office. Well, what happened after the death of Jesus and the resurrection of Jesus? The apostles gathered together and said, Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem, inasmuch as that field is called, in their proper tongue, a keldama, that is to say, the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate, and let no man dwell therein, and let his office another take. And so they elected another man to be a witness to Jesus Christ, and he became one of the twelve. Psalm 22, perhaps more than any other, says more about the crucifixion of Jesus. David wrote how they pierced his hands and his feet, referring to the crucifixion a method of death, which did not come about prior to the time of the Romans. So indeed, when Christ was born, the fullness of time had come, not only for his birth, but for his death, because he had to be born during Roman rule when execution by crucifixion was initiated. Yes, Jesus was born in the fullness of time. God's timetable decided when Jesus would be born and when Jesus would die, as we pointed out earlier concerning the prophecy of Daniel, who said sixty-nine weeks of years 
and then the Messiah would be killed. Psalm 22 also says, But I am a worm, and no man, a reproach of men, and despised of the people. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip, they shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. That's what the people said around the cross. He was mocked and he was insulted. The prophets said he would be. And in Psalm 22:18, it reads, They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. And this is what the soldiers did who had crucified him. They parted his garments, casting lots for them to determine which part every man should take. What are the chances that prophets could have foretold these things on their own initiative without knowledge from God? There's no chance. The biblical record is a revelation from God, protected by God, and breathed into men called prophets and apostles. We have the record. And now God is able to judge men because he has given them an accurate revelation of what he expects of them and he has sent his Christ to speak for him. What men do about Jesus Christ will determine their eternal destiny. God has spoken. Fulfilled prophecy confirms that. The Radio Bible Course would like to hear from you. If you've never written to us to let us know that you are listening, we invite you to do that. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.